the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, November 10th, show number 256. Anniversary, Scott. Oh, I, I forgot. Well, there we go. Happy happy anniversary. Thanks. Yeah. Ten years ago today, I got my uh, very first race car. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it could be that long. No. Actually, it seems longer, but... Yeah. We'll go with it. Coming at you live from the Ron Miller Race Cars Hammerdown Race Report Studio. This is uh, the Hammerdown Racing Report coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And uh, I had some updated podcast numbers. Really? Yeah. The people uh, down in Australia were not, uh, we didn't chart this week in Australia, but we are charting in Canada now. Well, okay. Number 152. Well, can in the leisure uh, automotive Aust- category. Australia has, on iTunes or Australia ha- Australia has gone live with their racing. It's oh, that it's, might be it's it. the beginning of their race season, so they're they're watching what's going on down under now. I but guess maybe we'll have to get but, some down under racers on. Yeah, yeah. We, not like we've never done that before. No, not at all. Tonight on the show, we'll be speaking with uh, some flat rock track champions this week Yay. or this year. Uh, Eric Lee, Billy Early, Mike Miller. Mike Miller's already in the green room there, I see. All right. Uh, we were going to have Jeremy Vanderhoof on. Uh, unfortunately, he forgot he had uh, his daughter's uh, volleyball deal starting about a half hour ago. So uh, we'll try and get him on at a later date. And uh, Derek Shepard, I'm not sure if uh, we'll have him on. We kind of divided the uh, Flat Rock Toledo Speedway champions up a little bit because sure. there was just going to be way too many <laughs> to have all in one. Still, we have a lot uh, tonight, but uh, we'll have the late model sportsman champ and the factory sp- stock champ separate in a different show. Probably uh, in December, I think. Yeah, we have maybe we can get the factory stock champ in studio. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, i got to thank Oakshade Raceway. We're the fastest meet to race. Uh, the awards banquet coming up for... Uh, Oakshade Raceway on Saturday, December 3rd in the Junior Fair Building at the Fulton County Fairgrounds. Cost us $30 a ticket. Info on how to get a ticket is posted at oakshaderaceway.com. No tickets will be sold at the door or after November 25th, and drivers must be present to receive awards. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, that's okay. Um, Dominator Race Products. Check out uh, hood scoops, uh, fan shrouds, nose and tailpieces, pillar and sail panels, roof roofs, wheel covers, and much more. They're now offering uh, aluminum powder-coated wheel covers in three styles up in seven different colors. Wow. Check them out at DominatorRaceProducts.com or call 419-923-6970. Also available from reputable dealers across the USA like Ryan Miller Race Cars. I wonder if they've uh, made any progress on that 80s-style 80s Camaro Camaro nose. nose. I, yeah. I haven't seen anything yet. I'll have to talk to Bentley yeah. on that. Uh, Big D's Pizza Subs, Ribs, Chicken, and More, and Clyde. Give them a call right now, 419-547-1444, or order online at orderbigdspizza.com. Uh, 10 Jumbo Chicken Wings with your choice of sauce is uh, now only eight ninety nine. That's Wednesday through Sunday. It's the current special. And make sure to follow them on Facebook uh, to get all the latest deals that's going on. I think that's one of their Facebook deals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, big D's in Clyde, big on taste, not on price. And uh, they're also hiring drivers and kitchen help. Also, thanks to Freeze Frame Photos, Ryan Miller Race Cars, Head Hunters Barber Studio and Salon in Perrysburg. 
Uh, before we get to our Flat Rock champions, we uh, have a little bit of racing roundup to cover. Also coming up a little bit later, we'll be giving away pizza from Big D's for how many? Uh, we do have a Hammer Down Hotline topic to cover. All right. We got a text this week, and it wasn't from Matt Swander. Okay. Who's usually the one that yeah. texts or calls. Uh, so we'll talk about that. It's a, a tech question, actually. Did we have any uh, response on our on our Twitter poll about... Oh, uh, Yes. Yes, we did. Ooh, okay. And I forgot to look at the uh, final results, but I believe okay. they were heavily in favor of NASCAR not enforcing a rule really? for the Hail Melon move that um, Ross Chastain did. I'm pulling up the results here. Hey, there's us. Uh, there it is. Uh, 11% said, yes, there should be a rule. And 89% said no. Really? Yeah. Is that surprising so, to you? Well, you know, really it is. I, I don't know. You probably watch Facebook as much as I do. And um, some, of the, some of the folks were, were pretty vocal that it, it doesn't have a place in, in NASCAR. All right. I mean, if you're on a dirt track and there's a cushion, it's fine, but... Well, that's know. a little bit different, though. Yeah, that, that wall. That's not going to hold you yeah. like the wall yeah. will. Yeah, 60 miles an hour faster than you've ever gone there. So, yeah. And you notice he didn't use that move uh, uh, on Sunday in the championship. No, I, I was watching the race and looking at the wall, and I thought, ain't no way he's going to do that. Was They're, it somebody pointed out, I think it was Dale Jr., that the wall at the end of uh, the back stretch, I guess, which used to be the front stretch, it kind of it juts out. Right. So if you were riding, if you tried to get up into the wall, there's that little gap there. You'd right. actually then smash into it. You right. can't really ride it all the right. way around. Well, and then coming out, there's a little kick. Is there? Yeah. It, it just didn't look racer friendly. Well, he didn't try. He also said uh, he had uh, almost blacked out or something from the G-forces going around the corner. Oh, I'll bet. <laughs> Fun times, fun times. Oh, and uh, Dean's asking about a uh, picture that he texted me early today. There it is, yeah. Um, this is a place uh, near and dear to your heart that now says content unavailable. So apparently I'm not going to show it to you. Nope. W was that the uh, aerial view? Yes. Of, Larry of Reese had a, a picture yeah. down uh, of yeah. Mill Street Speedway from... Uh, today, I believe it was, as a matter of fact. And That's what it said, but boy, I... I mean, the All I got is the little preview that, uh, the grass that looked, you can't really... The grass looked nicely yeah. mowed, and the track looked like it could use some water. But, <laughs> you can't huh. see anything in that. But yeah, if uh, I think uh, Larry Reese has a, a page. If you're friends with Larry Reese, you should be able to see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's weeds growing up, and it just looks deserted. It's sad. It made me sad. That's what I really responded sad. to to uh, Dean. I'm like, man, that's sad. So hopefully I haven't, as far as I've heard, there's just been no movement with that facility at all. I don't know if you've heard anything. Uh, I have, and so. you're correct. Okay. Unfortunately, I wish I was not correct. Scott Warner has a couple of body panels over at the car or at the shop for me to build for his race car. So yeah, he's still listed as the uh, contact guy. Yeah. On the Millstream Speedway website. Anywho. 
Uh, some racing roundup from this past weekend. Uh, not much going on. A couple of World of uh, Outlaw deals and the uh, NASCAR series wrapping up things. Uh, we'll start with the World Finals at Charlotte Friday night. Donnie Schatz getting the uh, World of Outlaw NAS Energy Drink Sprint Cars feature win. And then uh, Saturday night, Donnie Schatz again picking up the uh, victory. Brad Sweet crowned World of Outlaw champion for 2022. In uh, Case Construction Late Model Series action, Tanner English picked up the win a week ago, last Thursday night. And then uh, Superman, Jonathan Davenport, another win for him. It's a big surprise there. Yeah, Dennis Herb uh, had already wrapped the championship up uh, for that series this year, too. So and his crew chief was named crew chief of the year. Was he? I did not know. She. She. Yes. Who's she? I can't remember her name, Scott, but she's been his crew chief. As a crew chief, no Strictly a platonic relationship. I know how that goes. And uh, she was named, I think she. it's the first time that any crew chief was named twice. This was her second time. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, there you go, ladies. You too can be a crew chief. <laughs> or a driver yep, for Heather, that Heather Lynn. Thank you, Doug. Uh, other action, uh, NASCAR action, Friday night in the truck series, Zane Smith. And actually... All the winners in the NASCAR three top-tier series were also the champions. Really? Yes. So Zane Smith picked up uh, the win in the championship in the Lucas Oil 150. Uh, all these at Phoenix over the weekend. Ty Gibbs, a pretty, uh, pretty dramatic weekend for, oh, for him. Yeah. I hate to, I hate to hate on him because uh, he did have such a bad deal. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But he picked up the win in the Xfinity Series on Saturday night and the championship. And then Joey Logano, um, he stunk up the race. Yeah, God. it was. It wasn't the very. It wasn't the most exciting race. Yeah, I don't. It, I don't like Phoenix being it, the it championship. Was, it was a Joey Logano show all day long. Yeah, he picked up the win. No drama. First time in Team Penske history that uh, team owner Roger Penske has won the NASCAR Cup Series title and the NTT IndyCar Series Championship in the same season. Double header. Yeah. So congratulations get, get to Team yeah. Penske. Um, I'm not sure where that's going in the future, but, uh, yeah. So we got about uh, four minutes before we get to our Flat Rock champions. And I didn't have as much of a racing roundup as I had <laughs> originally thought. So uh, uh, pay a few more bills here real quick. Uh, contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racing photo needs from action shots to victory lane. Now is a great time to order custom gift items for your sponsors. If uh, you can think of it. They can do it. Call Charlie at 419-476-9978. Freeze frame photos, special moments, frozen in time. And, of course, Rymiller Race Cars, 734-856-7223 for race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, uh, rear end seals. Yeah. Uh, everything a racer needs. Uh, any progress on the Oakshade Hall of Fame deal? Nothing yet. Oh, I drove by uh, Oakshade this past weekend. Yeah, and there were some yeah. piles of dirt and some uh, yeah heavy equipment on the track. So pretty exciting stuff going on out there. Did I, you see Dean Henry made a post on our on our page? Did you guys see that Rico? That would be Rico Abreu uh, testing in a late model. Owner I, is Ohio based. Huh? Who could that possibly be? It couldn't be. Mr. Moran's former car owner. Ty Torog? Yeah. Maybe. Rico Would that be cool model? or what? Is that a... I, I had not heard 
anything about that. So well, now we have. I guess so. I wonder if that's going to be a permanent thing. I wonder if Dean knows and is just not going to share that. We'll have to find out. Looking forward to it. Um, Rico running the Lucas Oil Series. and Wow. Is Ty Torre going to be running the Lucas Oil Series this year? I don't know. Might have to get a hold of Dean and get uh, Ty on the show. Yeah. I know we've talked about it before. We'll see. Or Rico. Or Rico. Or both, yeah. Uh, it looks like we have our uh, our champions here, at least three of them. So uh, how about we switch gears a, a little bit, so to speak, and uh, bring in our Flat Rock 2002 champions. Sounds great. Uh, let's see. Mike was here first, so we'll bring him in first. Yeah, we can bring all three well, of them yeah. in. Yeah. No, leave, no reason to leave them in the green room. They might well, have something to say. Well, Mike Miller, your street stock B-Main champion. And then we got uh, Bill Early, our figure eight champion. Oh, he is on camera. All right. And then, of hey, course. Bill. Hello. Then, of course, uh, Eric Lee, uh, once again, second year in a row for, for him, sixth championship in the Outlaw Super Late Models. So, uh, hey, guys. How you doing? Pretty good. Hey, Thanks. Good, Eric. Thanks uh, for for. For uh, joining us tonight, uh, uh, Mike, say something. I don't know if I can hear you. What's up, guys? Uh, okay. Nice to yep. be on the show. <laughs> yep. we, we got you. All right, we got everybody here. Um, congratulations to, to all of you guys. And uh, I guess I, I want to ask uh, Eric first. Uh, we'll start with uh, with our Outlaw Super Late Metal champion. Um, you got uh, six wins. Uh, this is your sixth championship. I mean, how... How big is this uh, compared to to all your other championships? Yeah, by uh, by far, this has been my best year in uh, twenty years of racing. It's I've never had a season like this. Um, six wins in five seconds. You know, I just could not ask for such a such a good year, and um, just happy to be and thankful to be surrounded such around such good people and friends and family that all make it happen. And uh, yeah, it was really. Uh, Definitely going to be a, a really hard season to top. That's for sure. What what uh, what makes you think uh, that, or what what do you think made you so dominant this year? I don't know. We uh, we did a lot of work over the winter. We um, we found a few issues, some major issues with the car last year from how uh, how we kind of finished the year last year and, and came out of the box um, pretty good. And then uh, it just seems like we uh, we kept working a little bit and. I don't know. All, all racers know it seems like the harder you work on these cars, sometimes the slower you go. But this year, it seems like every every uh, change we made made a uh, made us go a little bit quicker and be a little bit more consistent. So it's just uh, it seems like we we you know week after week we just kept building uh, building and making our car just a little bit better, a little bit more consistent. So really paid off at the end of the year. Flat Rock is it, it just hasn't changed much over the years. So uh, having a good notebook ha- has to help a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've been, um, we've, we've got a lot of laps around there and uh, a lot I of guess. experience. And, uh, you know, we've been, seems like last year we really struggled with tires. There's a tire, sh- tire shortage and we were chasing stagger problems. And, uh, and this year it seems like we kind of just stayed more consistent. We got a better, better pick of tires through the year and we're just were able to build off of uh, each week. So you found that tires were not as big of an issue as they were in, uh, 21 yeah we were uh it seemed like last year we were just chasing different tire sizes way more than we were this year and um 
you know, I think that that helps just just kept us a little bit more consistent every week. Now I saw uh, online uh, you were selling a CRA car. Are you getting out of that or? No, we're just trying to downsize. I got um, we have two CRA cars, and I really don't race that series much anymore. And uh, we have two outlaw cars, so we're just trying trying to free some room up in the shop. Really, are you focusing more on the on the flat rack outlaw then? Yeah, yeah, we have been. Um, I'd like to race a couple. There's, a, I just see there's a few big CRA races uh, in Michigan. Owasso's having some next year's, some Jags race. So uh, we might dabble a little bit more in it next year. I saw that there's some pretty good play, paying uh, outlaw races uh, that are on the on the schedule for next year already. Um, so any thoughts of traveling a bit? Yeah, definitely. We um, we got a new car that we really haven't raced in at all last year so i'd like to get that car out on some bigger tracks um definitely like owasso owasso is one of my favorite tracks uh to race on they just just got done repaving it and they got some some really big money shows there that uh will definitely be worthwhile checking out any one of the the six wins uh, from this year stand out more than uh, any of the others um it, it felt good to win championship night just to kind of bring it all together the, la- the last race um, you know, I had to, had to, um, pass a few cars and, and felt, felt like we put on a good performance that night. Um, still trying to get that Stan Yee 150, you know, we finished second this year and, um, I feel like we're gaining on, uh, Burraker, but, um, still, still not quite there. So really that's, that's the goal to try to get, get the 150 or get the hundred lapper, uh, next year. I was watching uh, the history mystery man, uh, Don Radabaugh. I guess he was there uh, during at the Stan, Stan Yee race, and uh, you were talking to him. I guess you you work for Ford in the in, in the electric uh, motors or something. I do. Yeah, I'm launching. Um, I've been in powertrain for for 23 years, though, and I'm just uh, the last two years been launching the uh, electric motors that are in uh, the new Lightning uh, F-150 trucks. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, that's, that's what I do. I manage that manage the area that produces the motors for that. And he, uh, he asked you, and we've talked about this a few times on the show about, uh, the, the racing industry go eventually possibly getting into electric motors for, for racing. Ron frowns upon that greatly. I mean, uh, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it'll ever, uh, you know, get down to, to like the grassroots racing level. Um, maybe someday. I mean, I know their formula E's formula one's got a formula E division and, um, you know, these motors are really, once you, they're so simple, way less things to break in them, way less things to go wrong. So I don't know if it would be uh, it wouldn't be a bad thing. The, the amount of torque and power these things create is just unreal for how, how small of a package you can put them in. Um, so it would, it would be exciting. I know exciting race car to, to drive. That's for sure. <laughs> so would it be, would, would you be for having a, an all electric outlaw, super late model class at, at flat rock then? I mean, I think it would be cool one day. I don't, I don't know if I'll, oh, nice. if I'll, I'll make it that long to see it, but I think it'd be cool to see. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. What do you think, Bill, Mike, uh, you think that'd be a good show? I like the noise. I like the noise. <laughs> That seems to be the biggest thing, and I, I saw what is it the uh, the Challenger Charger, the Dodge was making uh, where it was going to have a sound effect. Yeah, 
That's why I haul them trucks out of Dearborn. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's where we ship ship everything over the yeah. sea plant over there. The so, noise and the smell of race fuel you got to have with a race car, right? Well, it kind of helps yeah. too. I, well, you guys, you guys have mirrors, don't you? The, uh, Any, the outlaw uh, car, you're you're allowed to run a mirror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're not. You're not. Okay. I don't use them. All right. Well, I, I know on the dirt we we're not allowed to have mirrors, so the only way we can tell if somebody's behind us is is being able to hear them. Where you know that's going to be an issue if it's an electric car, you're not going to be able to know. Yeah, it'll be so quiet you'll be able to hear the tires squeal. <laughs> oh, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Bill, is this your sixth uh, championship? Sixth. Uh, figure eight yep. championship uh again and uh you had three wins this season pretty good uh pretty good year for you we talked to you back in july and uh you you closed the deal so congratulations yes thank you that was fun but i do have a, a bone to pick with you the last time i talked to you oh you said everybody wins the following week that was the worst night i had all year well yeah i was going to mention that that was a big letdown billy Yes, it was. I, you know, that whole night I was thinking of you. I ain't gonna tell you what I was calling you, but <laughs> we we got in your head the wrong way. What what happened? Had brake issues. Well, you must have gotten your mojo back. Yeah, I did. We had uh, had brake issues. I had to scratch the heat race. Then uh, I think I still finished fourth in the feature. But yeah, that was a rough night. We worked all night. Yeah, nothing like running a figure eight race with no brakes. Well, we had some, but <laughs> have to not be, what it should be, right? <laughs> have to be a little unnerving. So uh, it was good. So beyond that, what uh, was that your most memorable night of, of the year then? Yeah, pretty much. That and uh, the 70th anniversary night. Won that night. That was a pretty cool trophy, glass trophy or clear trophy. That's that right. was, that's like the neatest one I got. 1953, I think, Flat Rock started racing. Yeah, yeah, this was our 70th anniversary. That was pretty, pretty cool deal. Is that the biggest trophy you've gotten in your career? No. Uh-uh. What's, what's no, the just the coolest, besides the championship. It's the coolest, trophy. though? Why is it the coolest? Because yeah. it looks different. Okay. It's clear. It, it looks like it's glass. <laughs> what about, uh, have you done any uh you know, street stock racing or anything? No. No desire to? No. No desire to no, do the, the Jeremy Vanderhoof thing or uh, Stu, you know, moving up or no. changing. I don't know if it's moving up or is it It's kind of a lateral move, I would think. I, I'm not sure. I, I... Well, he's been playing with the go-kart some, so. So you do know how just to go in an oval as opposed to a. Yes, I, I know how to do that. That was during COVID. We went go-kart racing. Yeah. <laughs> So, and last time we talked to you, we were working on a, a nickname, and Lamb Chop oh, boy. Didn't, didn't stick. Have Have you come up with anything since the last time we talked to you? No. No. Not at all. All right. We're going to have to keep working on that. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Mike Miller, our uh, Street Stock B champion, uh, your first ever championship. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, first ever championship, uh, seven years of racing, and fi- finally, finally got something out of it. You know, even though uh, second year, or second year in tree stock, and finished second last year in B main points, and come back and win the championship the next year. I mean, yeah, that was. A, it's been a good, 
first two years of uh, street stock racing, but it's been a rough, I'd say, five, six years of running backstock down at Toledo. Uh, I, and that's what kind of prepared me for this. What is what's the fast track? What what's that? What's uh what's the fast track you said that you've been running at Toledo? Factory stock. No, I've been running the factory stock division. Oh, uh, factory, factory stock. stock. I Come on, fast Scott. track. Factory stock. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not clear enough, but uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you can hear me very good, but uh, uh, yeah, for like since uh since I started my career, uh, I, I was running factory stock division down at Toledo and uh ran about five, six years of that. And then back in 2020 uh, or end of 2019, I made the decision to jump up to run the street stock division at Flat Rock because running weekly shows and running 20 lab features is uh, I'm just, I'm more, I'm getting more better at running, the, you know, finishing those. And uh, <clears throat> I just said to myself, I love racing at Flat Rock because I've been a big supporter here for all these years and uh, just kept you know just kept working at it and saving up my money and next thing i know you know i buy buy a street stock and got my foot in the door next uh next year 2020 we got we had covid so i couldn't get that season started and then 2021 you know cold as ice not knowing how to not knowing a lot of stuff about how to run a street stock because i've been running a factory stock so but uh just you know just went out there not the greatest setup but I just just relied on my driving style basically to get me through and learn. Once I once I learned, you know, it was you know it was just one step at a time. What's what's the biggest difference between uh, the factory stocks and, and uh, street stock? I would say just uh, uh, what you can do with your setup. I mean, there's there's some things I couldn't set up on my factory stock that I'm setting up that I'm working with more on the on the street stock and. Um, it's just more. It's just a little bit more. A little bit more to it. Uh, I'd have to say. Uh, the factory. As, as the, as, the factory stocks are pretty much as the name implies. They're pretty much stock. factory stock. Okay. You have to work with stock mounting points and mm -hmm. everything. With the street stocks, you right. have a lot more latitude on what you can do with the chassis. Very. Cool. Of course. And, uh, so working on so working with all that stuff, it was like that. that I mean, that's what I consider. Yeah, the, de definitely the bigger difference, and and working between the two cars. No, oh, I saw you. As, soon as, I, as soon as I made the move up, I mean, I, that's what I was going to be afraid of was how to set the car up different than what, and, and how I drove the factory. I basically just drove my street stock like my factory stock at first, and then I I realized there's a lot more to it than I thought. <laughs> Well, you must have figured it out. You got the the, the B championship there, and you said you finished second last year. So I mean, I, I did, but I didn't have a lot of good uh, stuff happen uh, that you basically have to take advantage of when they when it's presented to you. You know, you got cars moving up. You know, it's not the, your competition. So, uh, some nights they would run the A main, or sometimes they wouldn't start the feature at all, and you basically. Those are the those are the moments you really got to take advantage of, and that's that can help you. That that's what really helped me keep the point lead. And as soon as I got the point lead, I was so scared because I was like, these guys are I, you know, you know, I got bulls on my back now, and and, and everyone's gonna be coming after me, you know. Uh, and I was like, and I was just every every I went every night worried that I was not either gonna start the B main or I was gonna or, or someone was gonna take me out. 
you know, and I, I has, I, I just got to say, I got to, I have a lot of fun racing with those guys because they've been at it for so long, you know, more, they got more experience than I do, but to go out there and actually race with them, I mean, it is, it is, it was just, a great, it was just so much fun. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, to more years to come running with them as long as they can go. And I, and it's like, it's just like, wow. <laughs> the ladder's there and I'm going to keep, try to keep going up. But for now, I mean, I might, might stay in street sack a few more years and we'll just see how it goes. What are your thoughts on dirt racing? I saw that you were at the uh, super stocks versus dirt truck event at uh, Fremont a few weeks ago. I'm not going to lie to you. The, the, the guy who sold me, uh, the, the my factory stock car that I've been racing, uh, Corey McCoy, good buddy of mine. That's why uh, you were there. Okay. I was a big supporter of his, uh, while he was racing at Toledo. And, uh, so he, he basically helped me, uh, uh when I was running, uh, factory stock division and he helped me out with a bunch of stuff and, you know, set, setups and then, uh, fixing my car whenever I needed it. And I, I really appreciated him for that. Uh, yeah, he has really been trying to get me to go to dirt and I, I, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. You know, everyone says there's, there's so much, there's so different, uh, dirt and asphalt. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, come on. I'm still, I'm still learning how to drive on asphalt if we're crying <laughs> out loud. And <laughs> I, I, I just don't know if I would be able to handle dirt. I probably, I probably could this. But I don't. I just don't know. Eric, <laughs> I, I, can, I, I can't honestly say yes or no to that. Eric, have you ever run anything on dirt? No one. Um, one time on a go kart oval. That was it. <laughs> uh, that, it was. Uh, I was racing uh, WKA when I was uh, quite a bit younger, and we were coming home from uh, Southern Ohio somewhere, and there happened to be a dirt race on the way home, and we. Uh, we stopped there, man. It was a lot of fun. I'll tell you that. But yeah, just that one time. Uh, I got a question for all you guys. We'll start with uh, you, Eric. Uh, what uh, What is it about uh, Flat Rock uh, Speedway that you enjoy the most uh, for racing there? I think it's one of the most uh, raciest and competitive tracks that uh, that are out there. I mean, the, the racing uh, and outlaw racing. You know, you seem to get strung out a little bit. You know, and not such tight racing, but um you know, flat rock, you're constantly around two, two abreast, three abreast, and it's just good action pack racing every, every single lap. And it's and not, it and, a, and it's not a horsepower track. No, not at all. It's more, more, uh, momentum and handling. And, um, I think that, uh, it puts on a really good show for the fans. What about you, Bill? What, what do you enjoy most about flat rock? It's home. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I grew up. So. I mean, I've been to a, I've been to a handful. I've been to, you know a handful of racetracks, and I mean, it's run pretty good. You know, it's just it's home. <laughs> well, so, and, it, and mean, as and as figure eight tracks go, there's a lot more room than say Toledo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. How yeah, does that's a pretty racy track? Speaking of the figure eight, how does that compare to uh, uh, what is it, Corrigan Oil Speedway now? What used to be Spartan Speedway? As far as Spartan, size, that, that's a neat racetrack. I I think one straightaway is longer than the other, because I mean you get to the intersection pretty quick on one side. I mean I ran there a handful of times, but I mean when Dad was racing, we were there quite a bit. So you, you prefer know, a flat rock then? Yeah, I like flat. I know how to get around there. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> six championships to prove it. 
No, I like it. It's it's a nice racetrack. Uh, Mike, what do you what do you like best about uh, flat ride? Yeah, same thing. Same thing he said. I mean, it's, it's it's just close to home. I don't I don't have to go far to go to it. And uh, I, I as as far as racing at other tracks go, it's it's starting. It's it's a track that I'm starting to get more in tune with. So when I go to these other tracks, you know, I, I, I try to like, I, I have tried to run like, uh, I, I've had, I've had to been, I've been in situations where I've had to change, try to change setup and, and I, I just go out there and just, and just try. And, but, but flat rock, it's like, like I said, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get more in tune with it. The, the more years I go, I'll probably start, I, I will probably start getting better with setups and such, but, um, anywhere anywhere else i've tried to go it's like can i run the same can i run in the same or do i or what do i have to change to run there it's like uh, that's just that's just kind of the thing about it like if i go to to um other tracks in the state of michigan and i try to run the same setup it's like no this thing this ain't this ain't right and i'm like i'm I'm, you know here in the pits i'm like what am i doing wrong like what what do i need to do to to make this car better i'm i just i just I, i sometimes i just like crack under pressure it's like so that's basically that's basically what i say and i, I just love the race that flat i guess it, it's been competitive hands down and uh when i started out running and uh I, I like i said i started out in the factory stock division but i've also been running uh the 250 lab enduro races at flat rock and it, it, the, the competition is just so fierce out there you, you know who you're running with but you don't know what they're going to do half the time you're running with them and so and that's just like um either you're you either you you're ready for it or or you're not and when you're not then you're then you're like go you you change your mindset of of how to race them so i just i kind of like that about some of the people i race with and the and them guys are just so friendly and i i've you know i've grown i've grown to be like so uh we they're, they're all good people i just i just love them to death and i just love having them uh and I don't even, I don't have a lot of help at the track, but I still, I, I still go to, I mean, I still go to them in case I need anything and they're there to help me. So that's, that's one thing I just love about, about running at Flat Rock. It's, it's just a, 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 I, like I said, track been in, in my life for a long time and that's all I can say about it. Just good fa- good action all around and good people. That's, that's all I gotta say. So, so Eric, uh, if we asked either Mike or Bill, um, Flat Rock or Toledo, I'm pretty sure they'd both say Flat Rock. How about you, Flat Rock or Toledo? Yeah, definitely uh, Flat Rock for me. All it's right. Been a, it's been a few years since I've been at Toledo. Toledo's a lot of fun, too. It's just, uh, I don't know, I've had bad luck there. I've it's a whole different deal. And, yeah, it's just hard on your equipment. Can you can you run the same car at, at uh, Toledo? I mean, I, I can only imagine you got to make a ton of uh, changes to be able to run the half mile. Oh yeah, yeah, you can run the same car. It, um, you, obviously, you're going to need to use all the motor that you can get. Um, and then, so yeah, sa- same car, similar setups. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Now you say uh, Flat Rock is your home track, uh, Eric. I believe you're from uh, Macomb or Mount Clemens area. Correct. Yeah, I'm from Macomb. Okay, Bill, where, where are you from? Monroe. Monroe, okay, so you're close. Uh, Mike, what's your hometown? Hello, Mike. What's your hometown? Um, I'm in Lincoln Park. I'm close to... So you're close, uh, too. Close to, oh, yeah, just 25 minutes down the road, and I'm at, I'm at the track. That's that's what I, like I said. 
not not so not so far to to get there. So uh, back back to you, Eric. Actually, this one's off for all you guys too. Uh, do you think that uh, our, uh, the hail melon move that Ross Chain made at uh, uh, Martinsville is that even an option at a track like Flat Rock? Well, I, I mean, I'd like to see Mike try it. <laughs> Mike, how do you feel about that? No way! I, I would. I, I don't think I could do that. I mean, <laughs> it's probably expensive. I'm guessing. I don't think that. I don't think it could be done. So I take it nobody else tried it. I wouldn't have a chance of pulling it off. <laughs> and it probably is not going to work on the figure eight track. No, that'll hurt. That'll hurt. <laughs> Uh, It'll take a little bit to recover from. <laughs> so what? The, what is everybody's plans? It was, it was a bold move. It was a bold move. You know, you got you got to do what you got to do to make the to make it to to the championship round. And I gotta say, he was he was pretty he was it, it was pretty crazy of him to, to to think that would work. And I and he he made believer out of so many people. Yeah, yeah. So Eric, you're running second <laughs> in the 150 um, at Flat Rock. <laughs> Any any thoughts of doing something like that? I mean, it's just a little bit of aluminum, maybe. Well, that's going to yeah, be suspension I would, uh, too, I think. I, I'd take second place. He's okay. there, uh, too too fragile and uh, too much time invested. I, I mean, you things. you said you really wanted to win that race. So I just thought I'd throw that. <laughs> He's out just Ron's just asking how how badly you want to win that race. <laughs> Um, so what, we kind of touched on this. It sounds like, uh, everybody's, uh, plans for next year, are kind of, uh, status quo, uh, you, Eric, you running for a, a seventh championship next year then? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just, uh, really expensive to race there. And, uh, like we talked about before, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of big races in Michigan not that far away. So we haven't decided yet. It's not out of the question. But um, we're right, right now. We're kind of leaving, uh, leaving a leaving it open right now. All right, Bill, you uh, you going for the seventh championship? Ah, uh, probably not. <laughs> It'll be done. It'll be sitting there. But we're gonna. I mean, when I'm home, we're gonna go race it. So you but, may not be racing every week. No, we might go play with the other car a little bit, the outlaw car. Oh, okay. That's right. Did you uh, run any other outlaw races since uh, we last spoke? Uh, just Painesville. That was, I think, that was right before we spoke. I'm trying to think. I think that was right after. No, I don't. I don't. Or no, it was right before. Yeah, because yeah. we talked about that. So, um, all right. So you're well, li- going to go go play with that a little bit, then you know, when I'm home, we're going to be at Flatrock. Plan on hitting Indy at all? That's in the plan. Oh boy! Yep. <laughs> Starts out in February. Oh wow! You got the yeah, is it is the outlaw ready to go right now? Yeah, just kind of go through it and do the last minute things. We're gonna go, you know, back down to Florida in February. Go play down there, there for a the weekend. Go. All right, Mike, you going for uh, a second championship in the the Street Stock Bees? I didn't really plan on going for a, a second B main title, but if it if it happens, it happens, you know. But uh, I'm I really want to get my way up into the A main next year because uh, uh, I'm building a, I'm I'm buying another car uh, I'm i buying a new car for next year and um, looking at it as 
possibly running back or mid pack of the A main just to just to just to see what that's like. You know, it's running B mains last like I said last two years. I'm I want I would feel like I feel like I'm ready to move up now. I, that was the intention this year, but after first couple races and then landing myself in the point lead, I was like, well, let's stick it out and just go for it, you know. And then everyone was uh, got behind me, said that you should you should go for it, you know, you go 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 chase that title. I said, all right, we'll see what happens. And and like I said, I just started picking uh, every week, you know, uh, every race, and I was like, I was like, we gotta do what we gotta do to keep this title lead. So whatever happens, just we got we got to make sure we're here and we got to make sure we start. So next year, like I said, the this new car I'm buying, we'll try we'll try to be more in the A main. So whatever points we get, A or B, it just it, whatever happens at the end, what we get is what we get. So is, uh, is how I'm looking at it. All right, sounds good. I got one last question for all you guys before we let you go here. Um, are you guys all actually two questions for because the first part goes into the second part. Do you, are you guys familiar with uh, what a Reliant Robin is as far as it's a vehicle? It's one of those three-wheel vehicles. It's got like one front wheel. Mm-hmm. No, not really. All right, good. Well, that's going to make this the, the second question even more fun. Then. <laughs> okay. Uh, between you three, you, we're going to put you in, uh, if we put you in uh, equally prepared Reliant Robins are like little station, tiny little station wagons with only their three wheel vehicles, two wheels in the back, one in the front. So they kind of tip over real easy if you turn real quick. Um, I know, I know, which one you're, I know what you're talking about. Uh, so you each have uh, equally prepared ones, like an IROC of uh, Reliant Robins. <laughs> Eight lap race at Eldora Speedway on the dirt. Uh, so something you guys aren't super familiar with. Who's going to win that race? Will it be Eric? Would it be Bill? Or would it be Mike? Eric, uh, what, what what are your thoughts? I'd go These guys with, are better uh, than me. It definitely won't be me. Definitely Mike. I mean, definitely. he doesn't get the nickname Mayhem Mike for, uh, for nothing. So <laughs> I think he, he oh, could wheel that, wheel that thing to victory lane. You think we can get him to do the Chastain move with that thing? Uh, you might be able to. <laughs> Eldora's got That'd some be pretty the cool That'd be the only way not to roll over, right? Yeah. Probably, yeah. See, Bill's thinking. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, so why why do they call you Mayhem, Mike? And, and do you think that you would be the winner? Uh, the That nickname came from uh, Tom O'Leary. Uh, I crewed for them for many years, and uh, they, I asked to borrow one of their cars to do a, 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 a fun race at Toledo and then the the nickname was on, was painted on the car, and I was like, "That's it. We're sticking with that. Okay. That, that is going to be my nickname from here on out." And uh, to, to answer your question, I don't know. I don't think I could do that. I mean, I I could drive it, sure, but I don't think I could win that race. I mean, <laughs> that would be that'd be a tough a, a tough thing to 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 do. Before we let you guys go, any sponsors you need to thank? Eric, we'll start with you. Yeah, we're. Uh, I gotta thank uh, my uh, my dad and uh, and our business, Lee Motorsports. We sell, uh, buy and sell um, uh, car, used cars and uh, Action Drywall, a good friend of ours. He's been uh, with us for uh, for many years. Uh, those are our two primary sponsors. Bill, really good, Bill. Uh, Steve Bundy and his family at B and H Race Parts, and of course my dad and 
nephew. I mean, the whole family, you know, when we go racing, it's a whole family deal. My sisters, brother-in-laws. So it's a good time. And, and mayhem, Mike. Um, I got a, I got a bunch of sponsors to, to thank, uh, affordable transmission of Livonia, Michigan, um, Budget Tire, Tony's Tires, Martin's Tire and Sales, Father and Son Muffler of Detroit, Keith Muffler of Westland, Tommy Boy Towing of Signet, Ohio, um, Flying V Motorsports and Fire Motorsports. I also want to thank my mom and dad and, of course, my crew, my crewman Adam. He's here with me. Um, that just big – and a big thanks, uh, of course, to everybody that's helped give me this point. I said the same thing at the banquet, and uh, I I try to acknowledge everyone there. But, but yeah, they, they all were good. They all helped me out, and I could I, I could not have done it without all of them. So a big thanks to all of them and um, and all them all the sponsors that helped me out, especially too. All right. Well, thank, uh, thank all you guys. Eric, congratulations again on uh, your sixth late model championship. And uh, Bill, congratulations on your sixth championship. And uh, Mike, congratulations on that first. Uh, we keep, appreciate you. Keep, uh, keep working on number six. Yeah, maybe maybe the, your next race, Bill, you'll have better luck after being on the show. I hope so. Yeah. Because it's a long way to travel. I have bad luck. <laughs> and if not, it's, hopefully it's long enough away that you'll forget that we even had this conversation. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure I'll be talking to you. Thanks. All <laughs> right. Bill, Bill, say hi to your dad for me. I sure will. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank, thank Thanks, you, guys. all of you guys. Thanks. All right. Good, good talking to you guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah. We'll see you guys. There you go. Bill, lamb chop early? No, uh, we still got to work on that. <laughs> He's laughing. Uh, Mayhem Mike there and uh, Eric Lee. Uh, the champions at uh, t- Flat Rock Speedway. And uh, Derek Shepard, uh, unfortunately, was uh, not available, as well as Jimmy Vanderhoof. But uh, we'll keep trying. We'll work uh, work something out. We might get him in during the off season or something. Sure. I, I think it'd be interesting to talk to him. Got some racing news to get to here before we do our how many and uh, give away Big D's pizza. Uh, it was announced on Sunday, just before the start of the cup race, that Coy Gibbs, the 49-year-old son of team owner Joe Gibbs and vice chairman of Joe Gibbs Racing, had died. Uh, he is the second son to die, uh, second Joe Gibbs son to die. At an early age, uh, Gibbs' eldest son, J.D., died when he was also 49 back in 2019 after a four-year battle with a disease that affected brain functions. Um, no word really on the cause of death other than he died nothing, in his sleep. Nothing. After his, the night after his son right. won the, uh, Ty Gibbs, uh, won the, uh, championship. So crazy. I woke up and I heard that. I was like, that can't what? be real. Yeah. I was like, what? I just saw him talking, uh, you know, last night yeah. he was being interviewed. Uh, John had pointed out though, during the, uh, the post-race interview, uh, that he was coughing a lot. Really? And I hadn't seen that video, so I, I okay, can't yeah. corroborate that or not. Very bizarre. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is officially back. We uh, mentioned this last week on the show, but uh, the official announcement was made on Friday. Uh, this time, he's going to be a stakeholder in uh, Petty GMS Racing in the uh, the their Cup Series team. Johnson also intends to run up to five races in the NASCAR Cup Series for the team, including the 65th Daytona 500 coming up in February. And, uh, yeah. 
So, Jimmy so if he only back. runs five races, does he maintain his rookie status? <laughs> I'm not sure how that works for a seventh time. I don't know. He's been gone long yeah. enough. Maybe he can come back that as a re- rookie. That yeah. rookie yeah. status resets after so long? Yeah. Uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports announced on Friday that the team would be uh, switching manufacturers from Chevrolet or to Chevrolet, along with their uh, 2023 driver lineup in NAS- in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Uh, KBM will field one full-time entry in 2023 with Chase Purdy aboard the number four Chevrolet. Purdy will be on a multi-year deal, while Jack Wood will compete in a minimum of 10 races alongside uh, KBM owner-driver Kyle Busch and other later-to-be-announced NASCAR Cup and Xfinity Series drivers as part of the team's uh, team owner's championship effort with the uh, number 51 Chevrolet. So could that have something to do with him changing from Toyota to Chevrolet driving himself? Uh, him moving uh, from Gibbs to uh, Childress? Childress, to, yeah. Uh, to I'm pretty sure. I what I thought this was already... I didn't realize this wasn't news until I read it. I was like, oh, there's an official announcement. What okay. a coincidence, right? Yeah. yeah. I thought uh, he was already switching, but uh, apparently this was the official announcement there. Um uh, where was I? Oh, uh, additionally, KBM has formed a technical alliance to support Rev Racing's expansion into the truck series with 2022 Arkham Menard Series champion Nick Sanchez, who we Ooh, had on the show yeah. a couple weeks ago, about a oh, month that's ago. That's news. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Toledo Speedway announced yeah. a, a big double header event for 2023 set for Saturday night, June 17th. The uh, 500 Sprint Car Tour and Midwest Modified Tour will each compete with action also scheduled for uh the toledo uh, speedway arca late model sportsman and arca factory stock classes the uh, midwest modified tour will also be in action at flat rock speedway as part of the joy fair memorial on may 27th don't the midwest mods also race at sandusky a couple of times i don't know if that i think I, that's a different series is it okay i'm pretty sure it is but i could be wrong um and but i don't think the sprint cars have been at toledo speedway no it's for, been a while yeah yeah, wasn't it the fastest show on Earth or whatever? It yeah, was well, and that when was, it was they, the they were paired up with the super mods. Yeah, yes. Um, so that ought to be pretty cool. Uh, and some sad news: uh, John Johnny Oxter of uh, Lindsay, Ohio, passed away earlier this week. Johnny was uh, one of the f- first drivers to compete at Fremont Speedway back in 1951. Besides his nine career feature wins at Fremont Speedway, he was the 1972 track champion. He has uh, competed at over 200 different racetracks during his career, including the Sands of Daytona Beach. Wow. Yeah. I remember him at Toledo Raceway Park. Well, that would be one of the 200 other tracks. Then. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was inducted into the Fremont Hall of Fame. He was a, a regular fixture at uh, Fremont Speedway every Saturday night. And, uh, yeah, that was it. Apparently, my bullet points ran together here. Uh, National Compact Touring Series has announced dates for their 2023 shows at Sandusky Speedway. The first show will be on August 19th, uh, which will also be the National Compact Touring Series Hall of Fame night. And uh, they'll have a second show at Sandusky Speedway on September 30th. Did you see uh, Scott Bloomquist on the... uh, I did not. I, I heard a little bit about it. Yeah, Scott Warner told me that I needed to listen to it, so I was listening to it this morning. Um, and it was pretty normal for a while, and then all of a sudden they started talking about aliens. Yeah, he thinks he 
Yeah, he, he revealed on the uh, Scott Bloomkiss revealed on the Dale Jr. download that he believes there are aliens amongst us, and that uh, he was abducted for a few days when he was younger. Yeah, I wonder if there were. Now forget it. Uh, there was talk about because uh, I think one of the guys uh, on the, the the podcast asked him uh, how you could identify, you know, one of the aliens that are amongst us, and he's like, if you look in their eyes, because it'll change to lizard eyes every. Real quick. Ooh. So I was like, oh boy. Maybe. No, we'll just. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Renegades of Dirt late model series leased Atomic Speedway this last weekend. Did you hear about this? This uh, was not a good deal. Yeah. It didn't go as planned. Uh, they leased uh, Atomic Speedway for the second annual Jackie Boggs Memorial. It was uh, scheduled for a four day event. On Thursday, the Modifieds uh, were scheduled to compete for 1500 to win. Uh, it went off as scheduled on Friday and Saturday. The late models and sport mods joined the Modifieds. Atomic Speedway had agreed to cover the purse for the sport mods for the weekend. At the end of the night, uh, the Modifieds were paid their purse. The promoter, though, didn't have enough money. This would be the Renegades of Dirt promoter uh, to pay the uh, purse for the late models. Atomic Speedway eventually came forward and covered the 4000 to win purse. At the driver's meeting on Saturday, the series announced that the 14000 to win late model purse was being cut to 4000 Several drivers decided to load up and leave. I believe uh, Devin Moran was uh, one of them because that was going to be his last ride in the Titor sure. late model deal, which apparently Rico unofficially maybe stepping into we don't know that allegedly we don't know that now we're just uh spreading rumors um when the crowd found out uh that they had cut that purse uh, some, some became irate and uh took it out on atomic speedways employees who were there running even though it was being the event was being promoted by the renegades dirt series um so it was unfortunate because the employees had nothing to do with it. Sunday's event was canceled. Uh, Charlie Vest, the owner of Atomic Speedway, posted a letter of apology to the fans and his employees for the bad situation they were put into. It's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, is it a good thing for tracks to lease things out to other promoters? Because if they mess things up, it, can, makes, it, can, it makes that track You can look sure bad. wind up with egg on your face. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of a, a risk, I guess. Yeah, I I mean, it they, works. They, it's it's not. It doesn't always happen. I mean, I ninety six and uh, Barry Miles or Marlow of yeah. uh, the uh, GLSS series has demonstrated demonstrated right. that you know it worked out great. So uh, I I'll, I've got to believe that uh, if the folks at Atomic do lease it out again, they will take care of the purse by being paid in advance. In advance, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey Scott announced that her dad, Larry Scott. Remember Larry? I, I know Larry very well. Knew him. He has uh, been accepted into the next class of inductees at the Fremont Speedway Hall of Fame. Ceremony uh, will be held in June. That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I remember watching Larry Scott race. Ooh, you're old. I am old. Uh, established in 1978, uh, the Ohio Indoor Series has uh, raced at many venues, uh, including uh, Marion, Sycamore, Putnam County, Sandusky, Rumble Venues, Indianapolis, Fremont, etc. But its claim to fame has been the hog barn at the Ohio State Fair, Fairgrounds. Uh, sadly, that era is coming to an end. Only two re events remain. Saturday, 
December 10th. Uh, we'll have uh, an event there, and then the final event will be the reunion on February 17th and 18th. I, w- why, I wonder why it is. That I was looking for the why, and I didn't see the why. No why, just... Just that it was. Aw. So, I didn't. I've heard a lot of our go-kart guys that uh, were talking about... The hog barn. The hog barn. And, yeah. and quarter midgets, too. Yeah. So, yeah, if I, I guess if you want to check that out, you have two opportunities left. Uh, the first one coming up on Saturday, December 12th. I'm not sure what the, the reunion is as far as what kind of racing is going to be going on at that event, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Talk to Larry. Uh, how many? Sponsored by uh, Big D's. Uh, last week's how many was uh, what position will the cup champion finish in? And guess what? He won the race, so he finished yeah. in P1. I guessed two. You guessed three. You were more pessimistic than me. I was. Uh, we did have a tie. We had uh, three of our listeners guessed position number one, and that would be Doug Frost, John Young, and Dean Henry, who happens to own Big D's Pizza. And just for the heck of it, we decided to put uh, those names on the Big D's Pizza Wheel, and we're going to spin that pizza wheel to find out who's going to win that pizza so share the big d's pizza wheel here yeah that did work okay here we go for a big d's pizza anything but yellow anything but yellow anything but yellow oh john young he never wins no he actually he hasn't won for a while has been been a little bit of a drought so uh congratulations to john young he uh will pick up a another Big D's Pizza. And, and 30 days to claim that. And when he goes over and claims his pizza, he always he brings comes some back. back with more. So yeah. technically, so he, we're, we win if he go if he wins. It. Yeah, that's a good deal. <laughs> uh, John, yeah, I'll take some of those, uh, the pizza boats, I think, or the yeah. the bread, what, the mozzarella boats. Uh, I, I, I might go for some wings. I might go for some pizza. I don't know. Uh, this week's how many for a chance to win a Big D's Pizza? Uh, we're running out of events, racing-related here, um, but I found one. So we're going with the number on the winning Super Late Model Saturday night at the Peach State Classic in Sonoya. Did you see what they're doing down there at the track? No, I didn't. Oh, I should have brought that up there. They've covered the track with tarps. they got tires holding down all these different right, tarps. Right. So they got the whole entire track covered with tarps. For what purpose? Uh, because I believe that uh, tropical storm. Oh, that's right. Coming up there. That's right. So. Nicole, is it? Yeah, Nicole, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Man, we should have had Ryan Weekman on to, to talk yeah. about that. So the winning number on uh, the super late model that uh, wins that. I don't even know who's going to be all. Who's all going to be there? But I'm going with 32. That is my number. 31. Who's 31? <laughs> I don't have a clue. All right. Um, so. But but it's. It's who's it's ever closest. closest. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. So there you go. If uh, you want to guess uh, or you want a chance to win that Big D's Pizza, just put your guess in our Facebook live comments or the YouTube live comments. Either one. Both will count. You can only guess once. And you have until, we'll say, 4 o'clock. No. Just in case they cancel. Then the, then the number, if they cancel, the number is going to be zero. How about we say that? Okay. No, because that could be Scott Bloomquist. 
101. That'll be the number if yeah. uh, they cancel? Okay, we'll go with 101 is the cancel number. All right, we'll go with that. Uh, just uh, go ahead and put your uh, number in the comments of uh, your guests, and we'll, we'll give you until noon on Saturday to guess. Yeah, I like that. So if you're listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio, whatever, not listening live, you can uh, just pull up uh, Facebook, go to facebook.com slash report and put your guess in. They can do that on YouTube too, correct? Yeah, yeah. or you can okay. search Hammer Down Racing Report on YouTube, uh, find the broadcast for this week, and uh, yeah, put your guess in as long as it gets in there leave before it, noon. Then leave it in the comments. Yeah, and uh, whoever's closest, you don't have to be exact. Whoever's closest will uh, get a Big D's pizza, and if we have a tie, we'll spin the Big D's pizza wheel again. So, uh, Speaking of the Big D's pizza racing menu for this weekend, Nothing local. Nothing. We, we got nothing local until the hangover race at Sandusky on New Year's Day, which surprisingly is less than two months away. That's scary. <laughs> yes. Although this, uh, from what I saw in the forecast, this coming week is going to feel like hangover race weather. Yeah. We're going to get back in the 60s yeah. for the hangover race. Are we? Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Bust out the shorts. Uh, other series action, of course, uh, we just talked about it. The uh, Castrol Flow Racing Night in America returns to action for its final two nights of the season this weekend for the Sonoya Peach State Classic at uh, Sonoya Raceway in uh, Georgia. It's going to be uh, Friday and Saturday night. So there you go, some, some of the last races of the year. Uh, we did have a uh, question on our Hammerdown hotline if you'd like to um, leave a message or bring up a topic or, you know, whatever, something you want us to talk about, feel free to call the Hammerdown Hotline. Leave If you have an opinion, leave it there. You can t- call or text 419-318-3081. That's 419-318-3081. And uh, this week we had a text that uh, read, uh, how much tech is appropriate? Some tracks have very little and some go to extremes and uh, cites the Snowball Derby. Some pre-race, some post-race, some both. Some only winning or top finishers. What should teams expect and what should fans expect? How much uh, do people care? Should people expect all cars should be tacked the same? What, what are your thoughts? I think if you're going to write the rules, you better enforce them. Okay. But uh, then again, from a logistical standpoint in time. It takes forever. Uh, and you got to have the people that, that to do goes that. back to if you're going to write the rules, <laughs> maybe some so of these tracks need to free up their rule book a little bit. Well, that's an interesting racing idea. has always been innovative and they're trying to control racing. So, and that's kind of one thing that uh, Bloomquist said before we started talking about aliens in his interview was that he could never work with run NASCAR because the rules were too limiting. Oh, absolutely. Whereas, running the dirt late model, you know, he's got some wiggle room where he can try new things and, and do it. different things. So, so that's what you think. Less so, rules. Yeah. I worded my answer very carefully there, Scott. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. Too I, many rules puts a big burden on the tech guys. That's true. It's a, it's kind of a balancing act. I don't, I don't know that there is a right answer to that. I don't know. Why, why have engine rules uh, when, when you can only use so much horsepower? Let them build whatever they want, you know. 
I say just be consistent with Make, what whatever you decide to do. Just be consistent with it. Apply the rules the same to everybody. Enforce the safety rules. Enforce the safety rules. Yes, that's something I noticed that doesn't get checked very much. Speaking of which, I'm going to need some new new belts this year. Cool. Next year, Ramilla race cars for uh, safety equipment. Yes, especially for Christmas, and that's just Ooh, around the corner. There you go. You doing the gift uh, gift certificates again? Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Do all your Christmas shopping at Ron Miller Race Cars. Every racer needs a gift certificate to Ron Miller Race Cars. So, do you think every every car should be teched then? Yeah. After every race, every week, and something different every week. Maybe just look for something different every week. Yeah. Okay. So that you don't know. They never check for loaded pole bars at Oakshade so we can run them. Huh, this week we're checking for loaded pole bars. And next, if you, and next week we're checking to make you have make sure you have four-wheel working brakes. Do you um, think there should be something in the rules that specify if you violate what the penalty is for any violation of the rules? You go home. Just for that night, though? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. There you go. So there's. What, what, what are your thoughts, Scott? I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not a tech person. I don't even know how to cheat. I mean, I have ideas maybe, possibly, but I, I wouldn't even know what to look for if I was teching a car. What if they looked at your car and found something that was illegal that you didn't even know about? Then I'd yell at you or Craig. I understand. <laughs> are you still disqualified? Well, yeah. If it's, okay. If it's against right. the rules, I mean. All right. Okay. I didn't know if you'd ask him to disqualify you. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't make sense. I would be running the illegal car. So, I mean, obviously yeah. that'd be the issue, but now do you think they should tech ahead of time or after the race? Because, um, the particular driver this year has been stripped of a couple of pretty decent sized wins due to some post race expense. Well, one, well, one was just a one of them had nothing to do with, with, the, with the car itself. Yeah, that's true. It was just well, it, it did because apparently the race receiver didn't work. That's true, and that the rules do state you must have a working race receiver at all times. Yes, yeah. So I mean, but do you think that that should be checked ahead of time, or then again, it's a whole. I think if you, Scott, uh, as far as the rules enforcement goes, I don't think you should get put into a box. Um, as soon as you get dependable, they'll know what to do and when they can do it. Okay. What so, about, uh, what do you think of, uh, um, what is it like the, the world of outlaws? Um, you know, they have to cross the scales, make their weight and uh, they do yeah. the, the droop rule test. Yeah. After the race, do you think that's, uh, is that enough? Is that too much? Obviously, those are the two things that they have zeroed in on to uh, obviously control the expense of racing. And I know there's been some uh, complaints about the consistency of how they check the, the droop rule. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's all I got. That's it? Yeah. Really? He didn't offer his opinion, though. Well, maybe next week he'll come back and give us yeah. his opinion. Yeah, let us know on the uh, again on the uh, Hammerdown Hotline what uh, what your opinion is, what you think is enough tech, what is uh, not enough tech, what's that proper balance there, how often should it be teched, or if you, or Ron's idea there, just opening up the rules and uh, only if 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 there's no rules, be, you can't cheat. 
there you go. If uh, if you know the rules, if you write the rules, you have you should be able to tech for it. Right. Right. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Okay. 419-318-3081, 419-318-3081. And where can they find that but number if they didn't write it down? Hammerdownracingreport.com under the uh, contact oh, yeah. tab. It's right there. It's right at the top. Actually, this person asked me what the number was that he could because <laughs> he couldn't find it on the website. So I pulled it up just to make sure. I'm like, Hammerdown Racing Report, contact. It's like the first thing it says right there. 419. Hammerdownracingreport.com. Yeah, it's also That's pretty simple. written down here somewhere. Where the hell did I put it? Well, I don't know. Well, there it is. 419-318-3081. So, anywho. That's it for uh, this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Thanks to associate producer Dave Kammer, contributors Matt Swander, John Young, Doug Dock, and Bob Stazak. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Or don't, because Twitter's kind of a kind of a, a mess right now <laughs> just leave it at that whether you've got your blue check mark or whether you or your white check mark or gray check mark or you paid for it or you didn't yeah we are the real hammer down racing but we have no check mark but we are actually the if it's not hammer report at hammer report it is not the real hammer down racing report that's right on twitter Follow us on YouTube. Listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Thanks again to all you guys up there in Canada listening to us on the podcast, on tell Apple your, Podcasts. Tell your friends yeah. we do a great job. Uh, as we mentioned, check us out at HammerdownRacingReport.com. Everything you need to know, it's right there. Thanks to Big D's, Oakshade Raceway, Romular Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Dominator Race Products, Headhunters, Barber Studio, and Salon. And... Um, Next week, uh, I forget who we have. <laughs> we're having more champions on next week. I forget which track we're, we're looking to do. Fremont? No, we did Fremont. No. No, we did Lima Land. Okay. It might be Fremont, but I'm not sure. I have it all on my schedule, but I forgot to write it down on my prep here. So oh, Okay. Uh, just keep an eye out on our uh, Facebook page or Twitter page, and you'll find we'll out tell who you. it'll be on next week. Yeah. That's what I forgot to do today. I was going to reach out to next week's guests. Well, you can time. do it tomorrow. I was busy at work today. That's it. We'll see you next uh, Thursday, 7 o'clock, for another Champions edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Yep. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.